Hello everyone, welcome to Self Love Over Everything podcast, where we explore what it means to become the greatest versions of ourselves through the incredible act of self-love. So today I'd like to share a different outlook on the things that make you a toxic partner today. By the end of the episode, I hope that you'll have a fresh perspective of what toxicity in a relationship looks like, as well as three specific practices you can use to become a more positive partner in life. I'm your host, Snowy, but you may know me as Poetic Touch on Instagram. I'm a self-discovery coach and the author of The Shadow Workbook, And I'm so grateful to be here recording this for you, and I'm honored that you're here listening with me. As always, I have a self-love affirmation for you at the end of the episode, so make sure that you listen all the way through. Again, I appreciate you listening. I'm honored. All right, beautiful queen, break out your coffee, tea, wine, or water, (laughs) and uh, let's get into this episode. As always, I'd like to kick off the episode with a quote. She was a spoiler, a needler, an underminer, a diminisher, simply by instinct. And before we get started, I'd like to talk about this quote for a minute. I chose it for this episode because, for one, There's something poetic about it that I love. (laughs) And also, it explains a way in which we all bear toxic and unhealthy tendencies, even if we don't want to admit it. Because more often than not, we are unaware that our habits are harmful until they're brought to our attention during a relationship. It's almost like when you're a kid and you go to your friend's house for the first time and you realize that the way you do things at home isn't quite the same as how other people do things at their houses, (laughs) you know, like you don't necessarily know which is good or bad at first. You just know that it's different. And hey, it's possible that this was not the case for you However, this was my personal experience, and it wasn't until I started dating that I began to understand my own harmful relationship patterns. That brings me to the main point of today's episode. I'd like to share five traits that make you the toxic person to date. You lack healthy boundaries. Not having proper boundaries can be really harmful to your relationships, All relationships should have healthy boundaries, no matter the dynamic. And a lack of these boundaries can really have a negative impact on your relationships and can even cause you to limit or even end your connection altogether. Unhealthy boundaries can show themselves in an array of different ways, from not providing or having enough space between you and your partner, or giving up personal interests and hobbies maybe even sharing too much too soon, 
not allotting, you know, the person enough time to earn your trust. And I used to have a friend and she used to do this all the time. And it drove me crazy because I'd see her on the phone with a guy that she just started talking to and she'd like share her whole life story. And I just, gosh, you know, nobody deserves to know everything about you right off the bat, you know, and that also goes for not everybody deserves your body right off the bat. I know that <laughs> I could be a little traditional in in some regards and I don't know, you know, not everybody has the same viewpoints as me. I'll just say that. I feel it's still important to mention though. It's something that I think we should consider a lot more, you know, because naturally you build some form of emotional bond with someone when you do become intimate with them. And so not to say that your needs don't need to be met and that you should ignore them because that's definitely not what I'm saying. Um, but I just feel as though we should be a lot more mindful about who it is that we do decide to um, share the deepest parts of ourselves with. So anyway, that was a little random tangent, but it is a boundary. Like this is a boundary issue. Another one that I think is worth mentioning is sharing your personal information or even your partner's personal information with outsiders. So the relationship, like if your partner tells you something in confidence and then you share that with your best friend, you know, like that can be a serious sign that you lack healthy boundaries. All right, so I don't want to get stuck on that. Let's get to the next reason that you may be the toxic person in the relationship. And that is, you have an unhealthy attachment style. So in episode six, I covered attachment styles and gave an explanation to what they are and how they're created and what they look like. So feel more than free to check that episode out if you're interested in learning more. But to summarize, attachment styles are the ways in which we form bonds with others and relate to them. So the attachment style of a person refers to how they engage with others. The attachment style, just like your self-esteem, is formed very early in life. And once formed, it follows you around and manifests itself in how you interact with others in close relationships, as well as how you parent your own children. There are four basic attachment styles, all of which revolve around your sense of self-worth. And instead of listing them off, I'd like to give you their characteristics in hopes that you might focus on those instead of the titles associated with them. I'm going to ask a series of questions. I just want you to ponder and see uh, what resonates with you. Do you find that you have a strong sense of personal autonomy and independence? Would you describe yourself as self-confident? Would you say that intimacy makes you feel at ease? Are you able to establish and respect healthy boundaries with other people? 
Or do you find that you can be often preoccupied with your relationships to an unhealthy degree? Would you describe yourself or would others describe you as being needy and having a significant reliance on others for your sense of self-worth? Do you have a tendency for being overly personal? Do you have difficulty establishing boundaries on any level? Or would you describe yourself to be self-reliant and strongly independent? Do you often find yourself distant in your relationships? Are you prone to minimize or dismiss the relevance of intimate relationships? Or would you describe yourself to be self-reliant and strongly independent? Do you often find yourself distant in your relationships? Are you prone to minimize or dismiss the relevance of intimate relationships? Does intimacy make you feel uncomfortable? Or do you find that you tend to be dependent on others for approval? Are you frequently fearful of intimacy and rejection? Do you often feel unworthy of love? Do you have a tendency to self-sabotage your relationships? Does intimacy make you respond in an unpredictable way? These are just some questions that you should ask yourself. Self-analyze and try to recognize what traits you display. And you may express traits from several of these categories, but it's likely that you'll notice that one really resonates with you. And you may notice just how these habits reflect in your relationships. This leads me to the next reason that you may be the unhealthy partner in the relationship. You're unpleasant to be around. (laughs) Okay, now don't take this the wrong way. I'm not about to sit here and tell you um, some crazy fake online dating guru stuff. That's definitely not what I'm about to do. And I'm damn sure not about to say that your being pleasant has anything to do with the way you display femininity. I'm not going there because it's not. Um, However, I think that this is something that we sometimes underestimate when it comes to being in a partnership, especially when you've been with that person for a while and you two are very comfortable with one another and you feel secure in the relationship enough to express yourself. Life is full of hardship and disappointments. It's just part of the journey. Yes, we naturally want someone by our sides during these times, but I also don't think that we really consider what it's like being our partner during those times. So my boyfriend and I have been dating for a while now, and we've been living together for about a year or so, and he said something to me the other day that really made me think and it's what made me bring up this topic but he had come home from work and we were sitting on the couch and he said to me I really enjoy coming home to you and (laughs) I can't believe I'm sharing this I have to admit that it took me by surprise 
but it was something that I didn't know that I needed to hear until I did. And um, don't think that I'm trying to like put on some facade and like boast or anything like that because I'm definitely not trying to say that my relationship is perfect or anything by bringing this up. I'm just having a vulnerable moment. And I really hope that it makes you consider not only the type of partner that you want, but also the type of partner that you want to be. Because, you know, that's exactly what I did in that moment that he said that. And I can look back and think of the times where I was not the most pleasant partner to come home to or to be around. And it made me really proud to know just how far I've come. But anyway, this leads us to the fourth reason that you might be the toxic person in the relationship. You choose your partner for the wrong reasons. Whether we realize it or not, we've all done it. Choosing to be with someone solely on the basis of their attractiveness or deciding to be with someone simply because they are fiscally successful. (laughs) Uh, Maybe um, it's what your parents want for you whatever the reason, it's important that we choose partners based on more than just superficialities. The most important factors to consider are whether or not they make you happy and whether or not they are a healthy match for you. This leads to the fifth reason that you might be the toxic person in the relationship. You stay in unfulfilling relationships longer than you need to. Again, we've all done something similar at some point in our lives. Our feelings for someone might sometimes make us oblivious to the fact or to the truth that is right in front of us. Whether you've outgrown one another or you've realized how terrible your relationship is, staying in a relationship that doesn't serve you can make you a toxic partner. You may choose to continue the relationship because of familiarity, but if it does not evolve, you will likely become resentful later. We've all, in a sense, overstayed our welcome. Admitting it really takes maturity. If you are in a relationship and you are unhappy, you not only owe it to yourself, but also your partner to be honest about the situation. Now that I've shared a few traits that might make you the toxic person to date, let me share three practices that you can implement to improve your relationships. Number one, be patient not only with your partner or with the people that you're dating or talking to, but also with yourself. It takes time to unlearn habits you've had your entire life. It takes a true motivational force to change such a thing. And it also just takes time. So learn to practice more patience. I'd also like to add that If you're single and you have been for a while, because before getting into 
my relationship with my partner. I was single for about three years and um, I had my moments, but I just want to say if you are single and you are looking to be in a partnership, I really encourage you to open up your perspective and open up your options um, as far as the person that or the people that you choose to entertain. And I really encourage you to step outside the box and take a risk with someone that you might not expect. Hey guys, it's me. I just had to jump in while I was editing to make a note that just because I say open up the box, I by no means mean to lower your standards. Okay, bye. Yeah. (laughs) All right. So number two, the second practice that I encourage you to implement is to learn the love language of you and your partner. This is a bit of a lengthy topic, so I encourage you to do your research and read the book or even take the quiz on love languages if you're so inclined. Um, I find it to be a very fascinating topic. Also, don't be shy to let me know if this is something you'd like for me to cover in a future episode. But simply put, love languages are five different ways of expressing and receiving love. They are words of affirmation, quality time, receiving gifts, acts of service, and physical touch. You might be surprised to discover your own love language and even that of your partner. It might also help you understand your partner better and encourage you to start speaking in your partner's love language more frequently. The third and final practice I recommend is that you improve your communication skills. Maintaining a healthy relationship requires effective communication. It helps with the development of mutual respect. Being a better communicator also minimizes the likelihood of misunderstandings and boosts relationship trust. Also, when I say communication, I'm referring to both being a good listener and a good speaker. I don't know about you, but I sometimes find it difficult to explain myself in a way I'd like. And as foolish as it may sound, I occasionally feel compelled to write down my ideas and feelings in order to really, I don't know if analyze them is the right word, but to just be able to communicate myself better at a later time. But I only mention it to encourage you to try and find a style of communication that works best for you. As we near the end of the episode, I want to leave you with today's affirmation. I am a healthy, caring, loyal, and strong relationship partner. And in case you missed the memo given during the last episode, I will be changing the posting schedule for the podcast for the time being, and I'll be posting bi-weekly instead of weekly. There is so much work that goes into this podcast, and I am trying to provide the highest quality possible, but I'm still doing it all by myself. I've recently hired two new virtual assistants to help me out, 
with a few things, but it's going to take a little time for us to get things in order. So I'll be posting episodes bi-weekly until then. But anyway, with that said, be sure to join us for our next episode. Six amazing things that happen when you begin practicing self-love. Feel more than free to leave a recommendation for any upcoming topics you'd like for me to cover. I would so, so, so much appreciate it. I am doing this for you, so please let me know what you want to hear. I want to express my gratitude as always and say thank you for listening to Self Love Over Everything once more. If today's podcast was helpful, you can find the attachment style assessment I discussed in my book, The Shadow Workbook. So feel free to check that out. Also, in episode six, I break down the attachment styles a little bit more. So you can feel free to tune into that as well. Please show us some love by leaving a review on whatever platform you're using to listen. It will help with the growth of this podcast and really just help me to share my purpose with whoever needs to hear this message about radical self-love. This podcast is dedicated to women on the journey of self-love. Welcome. Your heart is safe here. It's my absolute honor to serve you. Thank you. I absolutely love you guys. Bye.